Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Hello, everyone. It's Cody and Mr. Brian over here. Hey, yo. We're excited to be uh, having you here today. I'm like really struggling. That's okay. Intros That's are great. hard. It's like the it's hardest surprisingly thing. like how, what do I need to say here to get us started? Right, I'm on Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really forever, really huh, challenging. <laughs> it's really challenging. So we'll not do an intro, there but we go. are glad that you're here, and uh, we're gonna hop into some questions here. We are in uh, that was the third week of yes. our new life vision series. Yeah. And uh, you talked about the grace and truth aspect. Mm-hmm. You actually brought out the grace and truth matrix, mm-hmm. um, yep. a tool that we've been using here for a while. If you've been coming, you might've seen it before, but it was awesome just to yeah. run through it again. Yeah. It's yep. a really, really, really helpful tool. Yeah. Um, it's been really transformative in my life for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seeing it um, fully from that direction. And that's kind of actually one thing within this first question is, so our, our, our statement is equipping mm-hmm. you to pursue and proclaim Jesus in grace and truth. Mm-hmm. You referenced John 1, 14, where it says Jesus came full of grace and truth. Yep. I like how you explained um, he wasn't balancing one with yeah. the other. Yeah. And it's really challenging for me personally not to do that. So you're saying Jesus is full of grace and equally full of truth mm-hmm. as well, yep. not like 50-50. Yeah, right, right. And yeah, um, yeah I, I was kind of wondering how can, because I have actually exercised this matrix quite often, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's been really so helpful for me to yeah. just really see through a Jesus lens and try to love people better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find there is a challenge where you're like, okay, how do I say this? Mm, yep. But also be truthful. And I mean, there's going to be that it's going to be a bit messy, but is that also okay? Or Mm. what would you offer? Yeah. Yeah. That's a simple answer. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Um, the simple answer, like, is it messy? Yes, it is. And, um, one of the convictions I just feel like God has been teaching me, especially the last few years, like the goal of biblical wisdom, like we're to be growing in wisdom because the Bible doesn't literally address every question we're ever going to have, but it equips us to answer the questions that we're going to encounter in life. And I, I, I think that's called wisdom in, in the biblical idea. And so when we look at Jesus, he, he's encountering new situations, some that were very predictable and you know we, we could all imagine and some it's like, oh man, what, what should we do in something like this? And he's operating with the wisdom that comes from the spirit. And so you see Jesus full of grace and truth. And he's not, I I do, I do think that idea of not trying to balance is helpful coming from a theological place. Like Jesus isn't half gracious and half truthful. Like now he is full of both, but then what does that look like practically? I, I found the matrix and this question of like, how do I bring full grace and truth simultaneously? A really good one, because sometimes if we just say, Oh, do I need grace now or do do I need truth now? And we can almost turn them off. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I'm going to turn off the grace piece. So I'm just going to be really truthful. Yeah. And we're not actually being like Jesus. Yeah. Cuz it's he'll he'll be he'll be truthful, but he's still doing it graciously. He'll yeah. be truthful in a gracious way and he'll be truthfully gracious. Um and so it's 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 a bringing together these two things fully. And that's the way it's actually supposed to be. So 
I do think there are times when it's like, I don't really know how to be full of grace and truth right now in this moment. That's okay. I think that's where the Lord teaches us. And we're going to mess up. And we're, if we're having a conversation with somebody, you know, we might slip into one of the other quadrants or whatever. I think that's a time for the Lord to, you know, help us see like, oh, you know, I, I didn't quite do that maybe the way Jesus would have. What can I learn from it? Or how could I have done that differently? And that's the growth and wisdom mm-hmm. that I think comes of it. So I've messed it up a whole lot, but even asking the question, how do I bring grace and truth always together yeah. really does push me beyond my um, assumptions or what I think it should be and really pushes me to, to start to see the way God sees, to think the way he yeah. does. Yeah. And you talked later about noticing, and I wonder if figuring it out sometimes is reflecting and allowing the Holy Spirit to be in that as you look back on, like, how did that conversation go? Mm-hmm. You know, did I, was I coming from a certain place? Yeah. And over the last, I feel like 24 hours, me and you've been kind of talking a little bit about how mm-hmm. the matrix, as much as it is for the person, yeah. has a bit to do with us in a, lot, in a lot of ways. Yes. And I kind of wonder if one of the evaluation tools is like, am I approaching each situation extremely one way or the other? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. then that probably tells you that this isn't, I'm, I'm kind of manufacturing this thing sure. versus like, do I see just a good blend of like where I feel like the gospel is coming out like mm. fully in both, yeah. in both ways. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think at the, what makes it easier is <laughs> when we allow God to work through us and we allow people to see who God's created us to be and we mm-hmm. speak that way and then mm-hmm. we're more consistent yeah. too yeah. from conversation to conversation. And I, I, I've found in my own life, um, the, my closest relationships, like with my wife or my kids, like people that I'm just with all the time, and I'm thinking along these terms, it's like you get reps through the relationships. Like, okay, we had a conversation last night. Ah, I didn't do that. I did that more in a call-out way. How do I kind of bring that back to more call-out? And the next time, which is this morning, you know, how do I and, – and you just get the time spent working on it. Mm-hmm. And then I think it bleeds over into other yeah. key relationships. So I do think there's a value that comes from that intentional conscious evaluation. Like, how am I being? Yeah. And I think one thing that I've noticed too is asking that question more like how do I bring a fullness of both, not just balance, but fullness of both is humbling. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I, I don't know how to do it. And, and therefore we feel our weakness and we're more likely to step into dependence on the Lord, yeah. to be prayerful. Like, I don't know what to say right now, God, show me how. And we let him move and we let him speak and we let him change us even in a moment. And I've just found that that place of humble dependency is really where we begin to see differently. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I found that to be really helpful for me. And I wonder, too, if I'm kind of just exercising this thing a little bit too far for us just to recognize, like, what we're going after is call-up, which is yeah. high grace, high truth. Yeah. And sometimes it's not going to be perfect. But no. what we're going after is that. Yes. And that's our motivation. Exactly. And I think yep. there's you can only do so much more outside of that, right? Right, right. So I think looking at our lives in general is great. How you talked about the noticing of like, do I often tend mm. to be in hangout? Mm-hmm. Just kind of the way I even view situations, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And, and so... And that's, get, a, that's a starting place. Like just where is where do I tend to be? And if you want to pick one relationship or, or it's kind of the broad spectrum of relationships, even if you just say like, I'm more hangout, okay, 
So mm-hmm. I need to bring up the true side, not yeah. bring down the grace side, but bring yeah. up the true side. Yeah, and shoot for call up, and just start to try that. And I think that question, just or even thinking in those terms, it's just going to allow us to like, oh my my knee jerk reaction would have been this, but I slow down a little bit. Maybe I need to be a little bit more truthful or, yeah. or be honest in some fashion. You yeah. Know? And little by little, I think we get there. I think mm-hmm. we start working towards the goodness that that Jesus brings in in something like this. Yeah. yeah. And it, it for me, I don't know if I had heard the Grace of Truth Matrix at this point, but you recognize in leadership where some of your spaces are lacking. And mm. this is this gave me a lot more like grit and something to actually go after yeah. a yeah. bit more. But I found that early on in ministry for me as a worship guy was just, I just wanted to hang out with people and mm-hmm. make them feel good and yeah. comfortable and create a culture that they were comfortable being in it. Yeah. But that creates a culture. Yes. And right. Eventually. Right. And eventually I just started recognizing like, am I actually helping people by doing that? Mm-hmm. So I did, I did exactly what you said is like, okay, yeah. I really need to try to shore up mm-hmm. more of the true side of things and be yeah. more, um, efficient in that so that people yeah. can really live out their calling yeah. better yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what, and again, th- th- this tool is, is really helpful. It's not the end all be all and it's not perfect, but it is, it's just simple, but there's a depth to it. Mm-hmm. And the more that I've spent time with it, the more I'm like, yeah, th- and, and it helps me to see Jesus more clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think that's really what it's about. Like we want, we want to see how he sees, we want to interact with people the way he does, that's the goal, and I think this tool helps us get there. So even just asking that question, how do I bring a fullness of grace and truth together, just puts us on a good path already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You had a whole section where you, which I kind of already <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're critiqued yeah. on you yeah. a little bit. This whole Exodus thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was interesting. I was going to say it was great, but then I was like, uh, no, nah, it wasn't you... great. <laughs> It was, it was interesting. interesting. That's yeah. my hangout way of saying <laughs> it was crap. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, it it yeah. wasn't that. It was just more in that moment. Yeah. I was just really interested in what you're going after, and yeah, it was cool as you shared a little bit with me how God like kind of was revealing something to you on mm-hmm. like Friday, Saturday, yeah, and it was maybe still a little bit of a miss yes. on Sunday for yeah. you. But yeah. if you could also encapsulate that even deeper yep. right now, yep. So. Um, Again, I've spent a lot of time with the Grace and Truth Matrix, and I looked at the Old Testament text that we looked at, Exodus 34, um, but I did a little bit of a deeper dive and just discovered some things that I hadn't really clicked into place in my own head, and I think God was just teaching me in the moment. And again, this is happening kind of late in the sermon prep process, and uh, I'll, I'll spare all of the details, but I was like going on this rabbit trail of just like hours of word study stuff in, in the Hebrew. It's okay. There's the nerdy stuff there. But um, I was just so fascinated by what I was taking in. I was like, oh, there's something here that I got to share. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it wasn't fully formed yet, and I hadn't really gotten through enough of the work to ro- really bring it together in a meaningful way for Sunday. So it probably did feel a little like, okay, where are we going with all this? This is weird or random, but maybe kind of cool. I don't know. The The point that I was hoping to land on is the two words, grace and truth, in the Greek, and what John is doing there, he was building on Exodus, Exodus 34, mm, where God's character, 
he himself described his as faithfulness. his faithfulness. He's gracious. He's compassionate, slow to anger. You see these these four or five key ideas that God Himself is proclaiming to Moses about who God is, mm-hmm. and so you do see gracious very clearly, and that grace is that favor. But um, you get a little context of how did God do that, or where was that coming? The Israelites who had just rejected him with the golden calf incident. He's showing grace favor. I'm still with you. I'm still going to be with you or still going to remain in relationship. You just get a little bit more of that flavor of the story. And then the word faithful, the Hebrew word emet, uh, and that is an accurate translation. But if you go to some other translations, particularly King James, translates it truth because that's the Mm. range of meaning this word can have. It can be faithful and it can mean truth, like ideas that are accurate. Um, and so the Hebrew mind is is really kind of keeping this whole big thing together in one word. And what struck me about that is this is really where the idea of faith comes from. God himself, he's reliable, he's stable, he's steady. He holds true to his character and to the course that he's walking. With this idea of faithfulness, he's he's faithful in character, he's holding true. We're to also be faithful or to respond to his faithfulness with trust. He is trustworthy, we're to trust him. And so when you think about the word truth, it does mean objective ideas, but it brings a relational component with it, which is where the New Testament's building faith. Like, what are we to do? Here's who God is, here's the truth. How do we respond? We respond in faith. We respond with trust because he is faithful and trustworthy. So all of that was stuff that I was kind of exploring. And even now it's probably like, okay, so what does all that mean? What strikes me about the matrix is I think we sometimes think like truth, it's just objective. It's what is. But how we interact with somebody, do are we bringing the trust element oh, up? Yeah, fascinating. So for me, can I be trustworthy with someone that I'm interacting with? And can they show me trust? Like, am I showing myself that they can trust me? And can I also demonstrate appropriate trust with people? So, like, that that was the revelation for me of, like, oh, here's how mm-hmm. truth, like, doctrine, objective truth, like, ideas, yeah, and how relationship come together. And it was all the way there in Exodus 34 from the beginning. Hmm. So I'm still trying to figure all that out. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that was kind of like, oh, I feel like I got to no, share th- something no, about there this. There is a really, I feel like that um, shores up kind of that first question of like the fullness of, mm-hmm. like, of grace and fully true. Mm-hmm. It, depending on the way that you look at truth. Yeah. And, and for the Hebrews, it was both. Like we think truth, we think what is like objectively true, mm-hmm. you know, ideas or, or doctrine, then we'll say things like that. Mm-hmm. But the Hebrews also say, well, yeah, that and faithfulness, like mm. relational loyalty, That's trustworthiness. Strange. They just, they put those things together. We separate them, but I think what the matrix and what we see then with Jesus is he's actually bringing all of that to bear. And so when you see faith as a huge idea in the New Testament, like by faith we are saved, it's coming from something like this. And so there's just a there's a oh interesting. There's a depth yeah, there that I'm still that is. tracing out. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> Nerdy podcast of the day, right? <laughs> 
If you guys see the video, I was like sleeping halfway through that. <laughs> the snoring that emerged from row five, that was Cody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're definitely on to something there that is, uh, yeah, really meaningful. It's so challenging, man, like yeah. words and how we say things and language and yes. Yeah. And then how we read something and then we just take, Oh, it must mean this thing. And I'm always going to believe that it's that thing. Like, yeah, yeah. we yeah. have to be open to always allowing the Lord mm-hmm. to put light on things that yeah. we may be afraid yes. to look at differently too. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we think about, well, in our culture today, like truth is so relative mm-hmm. and, and then there's also the, the reaction against that. Um, and so we almost like get, so rigid, like God himself is true and, and he's, he's consistent. He never changes, but we don't always understand him. Yeah. And so our, our understanding of him is evolving, but what doesn't, ch- he doesn't change and our trust of him doesn't, it doesn't have to change even as we're journeying with him in, in life and, yeah. and understanding him more. And so there is a, there is a beautiful, like solid, steady foundation that the Bible pushes us towards, and yet it's not always exactly as we always conceive it. The Bible is always challenging our our conceptions and our understandings. Like we're growing mm. in our understanding of who God is. He's always un, He's always unchanging. Um, we are changing and understanding in greater and greater ways. But all of that happens in trust. So I think that was really where I wanted to land. Uh, ultimately, was on that trust idea tied to truth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's some of the good work. We didn't have a preaching team that week, so a lot of times for you who are listening, Brian brings an outline and mm-hmm. everybody looks at it and we kind of talk about it. And, yep. that, you know, we didn't have a chance to no, do that this past week. So Yeah, with the holiday and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So they, maybe here was a little bit of a weakness of like, oh, shoot, we didn't have a preaching team. <laughs> and that would have helped. But anyway, hopefully the last few minutes haven't been too crazy and weird for everybody, but... I'm I'm still learning about the depth of what the word means and the the tie of truth as objective ideas and faith or faithfulness mm-hmm. and how all that works in the Bible. Like, there's a richness there. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just in Psalms with David talking about like the mystery of God, how like mind oh, can't even yeah. fathom. Yeah, it is so true, and I think we're supposed to at some point chalk it up to mystery. It doesn't mean that mm-hmm. we don't go mm-hmm. after it, mm-hmm. but understanding that like the goal isn't for us to build. A tower of Babel. It's <laughs> exactly of right. knowledge. And yes. Everything's finally figured it out and I got it. And yes. Yep. So Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a good balance. <laughs> so after all that, moving on. <laughs> Anyways. Hit <laughs> stop at this point. That's right, right. <laughs> um, I was actually thought it'd be a cool chance for people to maybe to hear a little bit more about the history of the Matrix for you. Mm. You had mentioned that it mm. was shared at your church yep. um before. Yep. Um, and then maybe just some of how your initial reactions were with it. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So my last church that I was a pastor serving for a number of years, there were, um, uh, the, our pastoral team got connected with a couple of guys who, um, were starting to just do some consulting and coaching for pastors in relation to discipleship. So we were one of their early groups that kind of went with them and did some learning together. Um, and so they were piloting some stuff with us. And so one of the things was this matrix and, uh, they learned it from another disciple maker kind of guy that they had served under. And, um, they did a lot of change and innovation on it. 
and um, we even kind of took it and, and made some adjustments too. But really, like I learned it from them, and that's what you know we've seen and, and what I've shared with you all. And so the tool is is just that it's a tool that's getting after what we see in the scriptures of how Jesus is, how he interacts with people, and and again, what we see in John, he's full of grace and truth. And so for me, um, it has been a really helpful thing just to think through my relationships, but also think through my relationship with God mm. and see how am I, how am I viewing myself, how am I carrying out my faith. Um, it just it's it's been a really helpful way to go deeper um, in my faith journey. So. Yeah, and one of the things that I, I don't know that I really made very clear, but what I like about the call-up quadrant is the other three quadrants, hang out, call out, and check out, focus on the problem mm-hmm. you know, in a relationship, whereas call-up is about the person. Mm-hmm. What's best for the person? What's best to help them step into what God is asking of them? What's best for me to step into what God's asking me to do? And how can we show Jesus kind of love and truth and grace to one another? And so it's way more people-focused rather than let's either solve or fix a problem or manage it or just try to avoid... It's just about the problem. It's about circumstance. Mm-hmm. Let's be about the Lord. Let's be about one another because that's really the greatest commandment. Love God, love one another. I love how the matrix pushes us to do that. And so it has just consistently challenged me to rethink how I might normally have approached the situation. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just given me a great lens or framework to, to think through interactions with people. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've, and, I mean, I've I'm sure out. something I was just kind of processing through is like, as we become more full of grace and truth, mm-hmm. like these, it's just going to naturally happen. You're not going to be thinking yeah. about this tool all the time as right. much. Just a he- good framework for yeah. us. Yeah. I would say, so I've, I've been sitting with this for about 10 years now. Um, and it has, it has shifted to more of that natural organic kind of thing. Like I'm not always like straining my head. Okay. Let me think about grace and truth here. And you know, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing, but it is like, oh, it just comes out a little more naturally. And I, I, my wife and I have both learned it early on together and it's been fascinating to see how it's deepened our relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I think we're healthier. We have a stronger relationship because (laughs) of like, the learning that we've done together in all this. So yeah, we talk differently than we used to and, and we are, are able to relate more in a healthy way. So it's, it's made a difference in my life. And again, the tool itself, you know, it's, it's really helpful. It's not the end all be all, but it's simple and deep and it's really, it really helps us walk forward. Yeah. Yeah. It allows God to shape our character, I think too. Yeah. Yep. He uses it. He Mm -hmm. certainly uses it to, to, to change us to be more like him. Well, I think I just answered the next question. <laughs> no. So let the grace and truth of Jesus shape you. Mm-hmm. That was uh, kind of one of the points that you had shared towards the end. Yeah. Um, as our church begins to do that, yeah. both corporately and individually, mm-hmm. what's some characteristics that you hope kind of marks us as a church and as yeah. a people? Yeah. I think um, some of the implications that I've learned through these tools and and then through some other learning, but it slowing down. We've, we've talked about that. Like it's caused me to slow down and really look for the Lord. All right. Where is he working? Where is he moving? What's he doing right now? Slowing down and, and really trying to set my focus on him. 
I think sometimes we assume like, oh, I know, I know what I'm supposed to do here, you know, because maybe we do know the Bible, the scriptures, um, and so we assume we've got everything figured out, and so we just plow ahead. But this has caused me to just really slow down and, and ask, okay, what is it that God's wanting me to do right now in this specific moment? Not a cookie-cutter approach, but really be present with another mm-hmm. person and mm-hmm. really see what's happening. Um, it's caused me to listen more. I think I used to, and I was—I can be this way still, but I used to be very strongly. I know the answer, so I'm just going to give the answer and very fix. You know, if someone's got to, oh, here's what you should do. Like I just—I did that so naturally. Now I—I I slow down. I'm asking a lot more questions, and I've learned so much more. Of like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know what the problem really was. I, on the surface, it looked like this, but oh, I did a little bit of digging, and suddenly it's different than I imagined. Yeah. And so I think it's just, it's helping me. I mean, it's patience. It's, it's kindness. It's like, fruit of the spirit, it right? Really <laughs> is. And it's hard for us because we don't want, people don't want to be patient. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I hear that one probably the most. Like when I ask or, or talk to people like, man, the one, one of the fruit of the spirit that's hardest for me is probably patience. Mm-hmm. And I, that's symptomatic of our culture. Yeah, like, it's culture. We're just 100%. We're so fast. Yeah. We want to do everything blitz, <laughs> microwave version. <laughs> I mean, literally yeah. every advertisement is like, we will, like, how can you do it as quickly as you possibly yes. can? You know, like, 30 seconds, how can we make something frames. more convenient for yes, you yes, always? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is, like, helpful in a time when, you know, life wasn't, convenient mm, sure. in a lot of ways, but I mean, sure. we have so much convenience oh, now. Goodness. Like we don't need yeah. anymore. <laughs> like, oh. I mean, yeah. you, you start to, uh, this is totally, we'll go down this trail, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's like taking photos on your phone, mm. like how convenient it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. But now it's almost created an over convenience of it's not meaningful. Oh yeah. Like me and Caleb we have and, thousands of yes. photos on like our Like I don't phone. even know where to start. Yeah. You know, like yeah. to look at something versus like what am I gonna show Noah when he's older? You know, like <laughs> here, let me get on my iCloud and go through twenty thousand photos of twenty twenty three. And and every little thing, right? We take pictures of our, our Sunday brunch and, yeah. and then it's like next to you know Noah's baptism yeah, or whatever, sure. like, you know. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's me and Kayla are even talking the other day, like, let's just get a Polaroid, and when we go on vacation, we have one roll where we take 10 photos and, like, Ooh. put it in a book, and, like, we can look through it later, and, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Uh, the things that are set out to be helpful, eventually, we don't make them helpful for us anymore, because, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, now there's a side note. There you go. But that's phones. it. Like, it's 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 growing us in the fruit of the Spirit, and especially patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this weekend we yeah. have a whole lot of baptisms happening, yeah. so that's really exciting. That's been, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to it, that wasn't happening as much before, you mm-hmm. know, when we were at Washington or even over here. You know, it was kind of like maybe mm-hmm. once or maybe twice a year, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's some fruit of just ministry and mm-hmm. people and yeah. It's been, I mean, what well, this is the third time we've had baptism in the last six months or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever the actual time frame is. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's it. I mean, we've, so we've gone on the dock at, I think 12, um, and you know, we did one just a couple of months ago and there was, you know, seven or eight at that time. I can't yeah. remember the exact number, but, um, like, yeah, there, the Lord is moving in some people's lives and we're yeah. getting to see it's some really, of that. Really cool. And 
Yeah, so we're going to celebrate baptisms and really make that the heart of the service. Mm-hmm. We're going to finish up our, our series on the vision. So, you know, we've taken three of the four elements. We're going to come back to the top and talk about equipping, equipping yeah. you. That's the first phrase. So we're going to talk, what does that mean and look like? Um, so hopefully round out, here's what we feel like God is doing as uh, as we're leading into this next season of ministry. So... Um, yeah, I'm excited to finish up the series. And again, I hope what we've been doing in the series is laying the foundation. Mm-hmm. We're going to build on it next year and beyond. Like We're going to continue to flesh out. What does it look like to pursue and proclaim? What is grace and truth all about? How are we equipping one another? Mm-hmm. And we're really going to let that drive us forward into building some good ministry structure yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're not a part of a life group, yeah, here that's we go. what we're going after right now. <laughs> that's one of the ways we're really looking to equip people is in community with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are interested, you can go on our website right now yep. and there's life groups. You can fill out a form and let us know what your yep. availability is and what yep. could work for you. And we'll get in contact with you. And those will be starting up in First of in, January. Yep. Kinda, in, yep, so. yep. We're going to put it all together in December and then start in January. So, And we hope that the this podcast might even just be a helpful tool for you as uh, you might meet with a life group. Like, can this take you a little bit deeper with the sermon and mm-hmm. you guys engage in some conversation together? We just, we want to, we want to go deep on the things that God's teaching us, not just like, let's yeah. hit a whole bunch of stuff very surface level, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's our hope with this podcast for and sure. with our life groups. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. We will uh, catch you next time. Have a good week and hopefully we'll see you Sunday. See ya.